And welcome to Trophy Kids, presented by Bad News Media. It is December 1st. I I don't like how we're this far into the NFL season. It this doesn't feel right. We're losing football, folks. We are we're at the point where we're we're losing opportunities to watch football games. Yep, yep. You gotta just take it, enjoy it. It's gonna be gone soon. We're gonna be very upset. That's what I did with that Monday night game, because that was an eyesore to say the least, but I just kept thinking to myself in July, you're going to pray for days like this. You're going to want this football game. Like none other hell. You're probably going to put games on that were worse on rewatch just so you could feel again. <laughs> yep. Yep. Even the bad ones, just, just sit there and just appreciate it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that was where we're at. Um, all right, let's talk some football games. We got some news in the NFL as well. We'll, we'll kind of talk about it as the games come up. We're starting right with your game. Commanders, Dolphins, lines at nine and a half over under 49 and a half. We're also getting to the point of the season where teams are, we're going to need to start putting some teams on quit watch because while they are professional athletes and while they do pay play for pay big paydays, like we know that there are efforts that are not given towards the end of the season. Are the commanders on, on quit watch or do they have fight in this game? <laughs> no, they're, they're 100% on quit watch, uh, quit watch. This is one of my favorite games on the board. I mean, take the Dolphins, don't even think about it. I, I, this, there's just, I mean, there's just, there's no possible way that the commanders can hang with the Dolphins. It, it's just, it won't happen. They're on quit watch. The defensive line, the defensive tackles, they've been on quit watch, I mean, all season long, it seems like. Um, I've even noticed, like, I, I think he is a little injured. He started the year injured, but even like, even Terry McLaurin doesn't even seem like he's got the same heart right now. And that's just, that's just shocking. But, you know, I mean, yeah, take the dolphins. Um, I, I haven't even looked at Tyreek Hill's total take the over. Um, I would say, you know, I, on DraftKings, I'm getting oh, the dolphins team total over 31 and a half is plus 136. I mean, that's going to be hit. That's going to hit by mid third quarter, if not sooner. This is a team that gave up 31 points. Now there was a, Six turnovers, I think. Thirty-one points to the Giants to 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 Devito. I mean, like, absolutely take take the Dolphins minus nine and a half. If you have the option to take them over thirty-one and a half or plus money, I mean, pound that. And I don't even care what Tyreek Hill's total is. Take it. Trust me, they'll all hit. Love it all. I absolutely love it. Um, I feel the, the news that came out obviously since the last time we've recorded because of Thanksgiving and all that is Jack Del Rio getting fired, which. I feel for him clearly a scapegoat, but he was oh, gone yeah. anyway at the end of the season. Cause I have to assume that riverboat Ron's days are numbered at this point, because there is no reason to keep him. Jack Dorio is also probably going to get fired. It sucks. It's mid season. It sucks that, you know, they traded away your, your assets to try to put something together from a competent defense, but like it's happening one way or the other. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. And this, I mean, I don't, who knows? I don't think we're going to, you know, see 70 points from the Dolphins like we've seen before. But say something like that does happen and you know, Washington is on a bye after this week, it's a pretty good opportunity. If you do want to fire your head coach, go ahead and fire your head coach. But I do think Ron will probably be able to just hang on for dear life to the end of the season. But yeah, then then he, he's gone. Yeah, I don't know how he would stay. I'm pretty sure he hasn't had a winning season yet in D.C. Am I correct? Yeah, you're correct what... on that. <laughs> I was like, I know we've done the, <laughs> the post-mortem report, even though he's not his coaching career isn't dead yet, but we've given it a couple of times on the show. You have specifically, but I'm like, I was like, I'm pretty sure he is not delivered a winning season yet. He continues to be able just to fire coaches and keep a job, which is, I mean, that's Dan Snyder in a nutshell, his ownership, but Hey, yeah, no winning seasons for Ron. I think the last one was 2017. <laughs> Incredible. 
what a joke. I don't know much on this game outside of yeah, the Dolphins. I loved the the, the overs you were talking about. That was kind of my logic here. Um, let's move on to a, a different game. Detroit Lions, Saints, Lions at four, over under 47 and a half. The Saints are out there just fighting for their lives every week. It feels like they are. The image I always get of them is like Derek Carr's just out there trying to tread water, and then Jameis is on the sideline just doing something ridiculous to him. That video of him singing Ludic to, to Derek Carr as that man is about to fight for his life has to be one of the all-time greatest videos ever. I, I, Jameis is just such an interesting guy. Like, is is he doing that? Like, he thinks he's hyping the guy up? Like, is he? I, I imagine so. Like, what is the, the reasoning? And it's just like, you know, Jameis, what works for you probably doesn't work for others. You are a bizarre individual. Um, it's so. just one of you need. We're never going to have that funny, unintentionally funny of a dude ever again in the NFL. <laughs> Derek is in hell. I mean, he's, he's getting murdered and, and Jameis Winston is, is, is acting as ludicrous in the sideline. I mean, he is such a funny person. I mean, you could think of so many funny Jameis moments. I remember Hard Knocks when Jameis found out that he was getting like, if he like, if he got, if he got like a, I think it was the cleaning service that they came every other day, he'd earn more points for like on his Marriott points. I mean, he has like a contract thirty six million dollars, and he's he's like, oh yeah, 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 let's <laughs> let's do that, let's earn the points. I mean, he's he's so funny. <laughs> I mean, I I love Jameis so much. Um, for this actual game, though, this this would be an interesting one. You know, the, the, the Lions, I do think this is definitely bounce-back potential for them. This is a game where I, I don't see the Saints being able to keep up with the Lions' offense. Um, obviously, you know, New Orleans has a pretty good defense. Detroit, I don't know what to make of their defense. Sometimes they look was, great. Right, you read my mind. I was about to ask you about that. Are we nervous about that defense? <laughs> Maybe a little bit because, you know, there, there's no consistency there. And, you know, we're getting to a point, you know, very soon where you're going to need to be consistent if you want to do anything. Um, so, yes, I am nervous about the uh, Detroit Lions defense, but I do think they'll be able to handle handle the Saints here. Um, I, I like them pretty good at minus four. Yeah, I, this was something I flagged back when Detroit played the Ravens and sort of talked about the concerns with the secondary, because that's essentially where I was going to go with my next question is like, how concerned we are about the secondary? Because Aaron Glenn's secondary, the defense coordinator for the Lions, continues to just like blow coverages. Like at this point in the season, if you were a true blue Super Bowl contender, sure, it happens here and there. Like they're not mistake free football even Super Bowl champs, but it happens on a pretty regular basis. And they either get bailed out because the front seven is getting natural pressure and is able to like get a sack. But I constantly watch those games. I'm like, holy hell, this secondary still feels lost on the field. Like, I don't yeah. know what's going on there. It, it feels like that's becoming a very strong liability for them. Yep, I would agree. Yeah, all right. Um, Cardinals Steelers. I do have a plan in this game. The line's at five and a half, over under 41 and a half. Funniest stat ever, Steelers had their last 400 uh, total yards game before Matt Canada took over. The game after he left, they had their next 400-yard total offense game. You cannot make that up. I, I was crying laughing at my desk when I figured out that the Steelers, last time they had a 400-total-yard offense game was the day before, or the game before Matt Canada took over the offense, and then they haven't had one since until the game after he's gone. <laughs> It's so bizarre how, like, look, I'm not going to go out and say, you know, I know more about football than Matt Canada. I don't. But yeah. at the same time, I'm just like, how do these guys get jobs? And you know what? He'll, he may not be an OC, but he'll get another job. 
Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, he'll he'll find somewhere to go. You know, it's a bit of a you know, it's a bit of a good old boys network, as we know. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I just it blows my mind some of these coaches where it's just like the entire year, like everyone's just the laughing stock of the NFL, and you know, then you get you hear these stats and you're just like, wow, like I mean, that's that's his job. Like imagine imagine you, you know, we work in similar fields. Imagine if we were that bad at our jobs. Well, we wouldn't be working anymore. <laughs> no, we would not. Like, there's no chance um, but yeah that that's hilarious to hear and i i do think you know i, I don't think it's a coincidence i do think it's a real thing I, I think he was a bad fit there um i think the steelers will you know continue to you know maybe, no, maybe not necessarily you know have 400 yard games every game because they're just not that good of a team but i do think that this is addition by subtraction by getting rid of him um it's in Pittsburgh. I'm pretty sure. Correct. Um, that, that, that plays a huge role in my opinion here. Um, I, I get a little bit worried seeing a spread that big. Cause I just don't think they're that good of a team. I, this one's tough for me. I, it's like, I want to say Steelers, but for some reason I pick the Cardinals to cover often and they don't, but, but something about this game, just, you know, Kyler, Kyler's played better than I was expecting uh, coming back. Um, I would, you know, he's not, he's not killing it or anything, but he's playing better than I was expecting and he needs to play well because he's probably, you know, who knows where he's going to be next year. Um, so I'll go Cardinals, but I don't, I don't feel good about this one. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm backing on it. I have the Cardinals. I bet them at five and a half. Kyle Murray, his, while his straight up record is 15 and three on the road, he is 14 and four against the spread on the road. For whatever reason, Kyler Murray, which feels like it defies the normal trends of like generally quarterbacks play better at home. Kyle Murray's kind of the opposite. For whatever reason, maybe he feels because he's away from his crowd, he can play with a little bit more of an edge or something or take more risks. I don't know what it is, but when you go through his stats comparatively from away to on the road, he just he gets better performances generally on the road, which is crazy. Um, yeah. but yeah, a 14 and four cover record. Pretty solid against a Steelers team that I do think the public is going to probably hit here too. Um, don't hate them in a, yeah, I just, I think the Cardinals, I, I, this game feels like a field goal to me. Like that's what this feels like. I don't trust Kenny Pickett. I know they had a nice little bump. You get that one week bump when you get a new coordinator and then things generally start to come back down to where they are. Um, the offensive line's a bit of a disaster for the Steelers. If the Steelers can't manufacture to get pressure, the defense turns into a bit of a pumpkin. Kyler Murray is a little bit harder to sack and get a hold of at times. So yeah, I, I do like the Cardinals here. I've, I I have laid a, a small wager, nothing crazy because I don't love it, but five and a half, it just sticks out like a sore thumb. Kyler Murray's a little bit better on the road. I'm going Kyler Murray. Yep. Chargers, Pats, two teams that I am just done betting. <laughs> so I do not have a bet no matter what my opinion is on this. Um, This is a game though, where we're getting dangerously into the spot of like, if the Chargers... I think even if they just like, if they lose this game, I think Stanley's done. Yeah. But even if they don't really win in a dominating fashion, I have a hard time seeing Stanley make it much longer, which is weird. I don't know how to make this game. The whole thing stinks. Um, I, I just, I don't have much on the, the Chargers Pats. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to have too much. Uh, the Patriots have scored 13 points in their last two games against not very good opponents. Um, they're, they're terrible. So I, I definitely would lean chargers here. Um, unfortunately we get next, next Thursday. I don't know if you know this, we get the Steelers Patriots. I mean, that is just horrific. Um, I love that. I mean, I don't love it because it 
it generally sucks as fans. But Amazon paid out the wazoo for Thursday night, and then the NFL has gifted them just the worst games, like the worst product week in and week out. So, so bad. I mean, we've gotten you know a few like decent games, but for the most part, I mean, it's just it's so bad. I mean, it's just terrible. And the, the Patriots are the Patriots. They might be the worst team in football. They are so bad. <laughs> Every week, your take from the preseason breakdown just gets better and better. It is aging like fine wine for those listeners that have checked out that that preseason breakdown. I just, I'm not betting it. I haven't had a good read on either one of these two teams, so I've just, I've decided. I'm just staying away from it. I didn't look at it. Broncos, Texans. I do have a bit of a play here. The line's at three, over under 47 and a half. The Broncos are obviously one of the hotter teams in the NFL. Are we buying that this win streak is indicative of them actually being a better football team? Or are we thinking there's some luck here? They're running into a hot Texas team that coaching staff seems to know what they have. Where are you at with this one? Um, Yeah, I think there's definitely, you know, just... The, the Broncos, they're getting some good fortune, in my opinion. Um, they're they're kind of catching teams a lot of times at the right time where it's like, who's our quarterback? Who the hell knows? Um, so, you know, CJ Stroud, we know he's the quarterback over there in Houston. Um, I, I think this is a, not, not really a get-right spot because, you know, Houston's playing well. But this is kind of a game where I think the Broncos maybe come down to earth a little bit more. Um, I, I like Houston here, especially that number stays at three. I, I like it. That might, you know, I'd be worried that that number could move a little bit. But I mean, like you said, Broncos are one of the you know, hottest team in the NFL right now. Um, but I, I just think they're going up against a team that, you know, for the most part has their shit together where, you know, they've been going up against teams recently that it's just been, it's been, you know, mayhem going on. So I like the Texans here. I I don't disagree. I've also laid the wager with the Texans. Look, I don't there's a lot of people that look at turnover percentage and just put that it automatically into the lucky category, which I don't always necessarily buy because those same people, the 49ers are number one in turnover percentage on the defensive side of the ball. They're not going to say that the, the 49ers are a lucky football team, but they're going to look at the uh, Broncos who are number two and say, oh, that's a lucky football team. I don't completely buy that. There is certainly an element of luck. When it comes to turnovers, I generally see it as a, you know, a manifestation of guys understanding scheme, pressure rates being really good, variable of things with some luck. So I, if you're, you know, I don't factor that much in, but I do factor in the fact that the Broncos are the number three defense when it comes to uh, most percentage of score or offensive drives to end in a score. Man, was that a terrible way to express that? Let's do that over, folks. <laughs> The Broncos are the third worst defense when it comes to allowing uh, offensive drives to end in a score. More specifically, their rushing defense is garbage. It is allowing the most yards per game, the most yards per attempt. I like a Devin Singletary potentially over rushing prop. I have a hard time. I know the Texans want to open up the ball. I know they want to be aggressive with CJ Stroud, but with a defensive secondary that is generating a lot of turnovers, I think you're going to be hard pressed not to see a very smart coaching staff go, man, we're getting a lot of four or five yard runs here. Maybe we should just run the ball a lot. <laughs> so I think that's probably going to be the case. I think the Broncos could have a little success. The Broncos offense now is very much, in my opinion, forming into that later day Saints offense with Drew Brees, where it's a lot of let's let's keep passing attempts short, a lot of short game. And then every once in a while, we'll pick our spot and throw it deep. And that seems to be their formula, which I think Ryan's a pretty good defensive mind. 
I think he's going to kind of catch on to this. They're going to be a little bit more aggressive. I like the Texans. I also like a Singletary potential rushing prop. I like it. Colts, Titans, lines at minus one, over under 42 and a half. There's a lot of bad football teams out there. Like I look at the, I continue to go through this board. I'm just like, man, we got to, it feels like this year. I don't, it's been a funky year. Scoring is obviously down. There's a lot of injuries across the league, but it feels like this year, the projects is just nah for a lot of teams. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like, I don't know. I almost feel like the, the like there's only very few, like what I would call super elite quarterbacks. And there's some pretty good ones. And then there's like very few average ones. And then the rest just suck. <laughs> I mean, it's very bizarre. And in this game you have, in what, in my, what I think are two below average quarterbacks. I mean, the Colts, I can't believe they're six and five. I'm, I'm blown away by that. I, I don't, I think they're okay. I don't think they're that good going into the season. I thought they were going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. I thought they were terrible. Um, but they're six and five and they, you know, they, they keep winning. They, 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 Beat your bucks last week, which I know you were happy about. Um, Give me that draft status, baby. (laughs) Get get that draft status. Um, But, you know, when the spread's only one point, you got, in my opinion, you have to take the six and five team, the team, you know, that that's kind of on a bit of a streak here. So, yeah, give me the Colts. Yep, I'm with you. I've also placed small wager, folks, small wager. This is not one of my big wager plays. But yeah, I've also taken the Colts. Same logic. I, the coaching staff, I think, is just superior. Nothing against Variable. I think Variable's a good coach. But like the coaching staff at the Colts has shown that they're very capable. They understand their team very well in and out. They play to their strengths. It's a one-point spread. I did sprinkle a tiny bit. And I don't even care if it flips. Even if it flips to plus one, fire away then. Like I just, oh, yeah. I'm going to take the Colts here in this divisional matchup. The, co- the quarterback problem is a real thing. I talk about this on the college pod. I think, folks, we are going to see better quarterback play in the future all because of NIL. And we see it with Caleb Williams right now making a very smart decision. of like, I can still make really good money if I just stay back a year. That's mm-hmm. going to trickle down less to the Caleb Williams guys, but more to the guys that, like, I think we're going to see better quarterback play in the future because guys are going to hang around college a little bit more. It's, it's the one position where you have to take reps. If you don't take yeah. reps, you cannot get better. It's just, it's a matter of fact. The more reps you take, the better you get. So if guys are staying in college longer... I do think we've seen a downfall in quarterback play because guys are going to the NFL super early now. I think we're about to see the reverse trend, which will hopefully help the league. Man, it's a lot of bad, a lot of bad. I mean, Tommy DeVito is a starting quarterback. There is no, um, what's his face? Uh, Tim Boyles, starting quarterback in this league. There is no reason they should be starting quarterbacks in this league. Like, I'm happy for them. Good for you guys making money. But like, from a skill perspective, like, what what are we doing? <laughs> it's awful. It's awful. Um, Falcons, Jets, Tim Boyle lines at two over under 44. Is this Aaron Rodgers fault? Like not the getting hurt, but like, this is just the Jets are him and his buddies on offense. And they're all bad at this point. Like Lazard, not a number one wide receiver. Randall Cobb. I can make the argument due to his age is probably the worst wide receiver on an NFL roster right now. Tim Boyle is only on this team as a backup because Aaron Rodgers likes him. Nathaniel Hackett is the OC because Aaron Rodgers likes him. Like (laughs) you might as well just call him the New York Aaron Rodgers at this point. Like I I feel like he might deserve a little blame for just how bad the offensive product is. Granted, you can't help that he got injured, but right. This is his team. (laughs) It it is his team. And part of me wonders, you know, yeah, obviously they'd be better than their four and seven record, but I don't know if they'd be like, I don't know if this is like an eight and three football team. You can put Aaron Rodgers out there. I understand the defense is really good, but 
I mean, the defenses, even themselves, they're kind of sputtering a little bit. They're starting to give up more points. They're getting frustrated. I don't blame them. Um, yeah, I, I would put some blame on Aaron Rodgers. They just, they catered to that man beyond belief. And there was just absolutely no backup plan. You know, what happens if, you know, even if he just misses, you know, four games, like we're going to lose all those games. Um, Your backups yeah. are Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle. <laughs> yeah, like that is terrible and your starting quarterback is 39 years old like it's like you got to have a better you know better plan if, if things go things go wrong there um and yeah this team they're kind of they're kind of in quit mode in my opinion um you know i hear aaron Rodgers is going to come back and play the commanders on christmas eve which i, I don't yeah. believe it I, I don't believe it um does he want to tear that acl like sure maybe it's yeah point. i think i forget who it was but i saw it the other day the, the guy who came back the fastest from his ACL tear or in the same year again, <laughs> like yeah. I forget who it was. It was a running back or something. I saw it online. They came back a hundred days. It would, he'd be coming back a hundred days before that person. Well, and yeah, I think it was, it was probably, it was probably Cam Akers. He yes. Back. Yeah. It was Cam yeah. Akers. Yep. Yeah. So it was probably Cam. Um, and I mean, unfortunately Cam Akers, his career has not gone well. Um, so yeah, just the Falcons there. I don't think they're good either, but, they are playing much better right now than the Jets. Yeah. And they have a they have way more to play for because even though they're five and six, they can definitely win their division. Um mm-hmm. so yeah. Give me the Falcons. I, I feel pretty good about that one. I'm with you. Um Panthers Bucks lines at five over under 37 and a half. I'm scared, folks. I'm not scared because we're gonna win. I'm scared that we're gonna get embarrassed by the Panthers at this point. Um <laughs> like that's where I'm at. Buccaneers are one damaged, banged up team. I mean, I feel like the entire secondary is on the injury report. Both starting lineups are banged up with lower leg injuries. Um, Baker's hurt. He's going to go because he's an absolute gamer. God, I love Baker. Like, I wish Baker was so much more talented than he is because, like, he's just a dude that I constantly am like, damn it, Baker, I wish you were better because I constantly root for him. Like, I just, he's an awesome gamer. Um, but this team's banged up, and you got a Panthers team. I'm I'm terrified for the one-game bump from coaching staff. I'm terrified the fact that they're probably going to run more RPO, which will suit Bryce a little bit better. And that my defense just has zero health right now. Just just zero health. I I don't even know what what it's going to look like on Sunday in the secondary. Yeah, I mean it it, it could look really ugly. Um, fortunately for you, Bryce Young's throwing the ball, um, so that should help. Uh, and I mean, uh, and then also unfortunately for you, your team still has a lot to play for because they can. Look- they can win the division. <laughs> the NFC South is such a dumpster fire. It is. It is so bad. Even last year when Tom Brady was around, bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's just hilarious to me. Five is a lot, though. Um, so I'm going Panthers. I don't think you're going to get embarrassed. Though. I think you're going to win the game, but I, I think I'm, I think I'm going to pick the Panthers to cover. Yeah, like part of me is like, please lose because I want the draft picks status but then the part of me is like we cannot lose to the panthers that's just unacceptable like that's that's a line too far for me like <laughs> lose every other game do not lose to the panthers for god's sakes <laughs> yeah I, I know we've seen some 0 and 16 football teams in our lifetime but i think the panthers might be the worst team i've ever seen a hundred percent like that zach frank reich's firing reminding me a lot of bill parcells when he got released from the patriots where he was like they want you to cook the dinner they ought to let you shop for some of the groceries what was the expectation like i don't even know what they were thinking when they assembled this team you paid adam Thielen like 22 million dollar contract 
Why? He runs a five and out at this point. <laughs> You've got zero offensive line help. You trans you trade DJ Moore. The defense is a note. Like they're just terrible at this point. You get rid of a guy like Christian McCaffrey. What talent is there to help support a quarterback? None. Also, also convenient. They have no draft picks. <laughs> no, it's this job. And and their their owner is like now now that Dan Snyder is gone, he's like the worst owner in the NFL. I, it, no one wants that job. Oh, they keep. I heard Cam dropped the rumor that they're going to go after Bill Belichick. Why would he want that job? <laughs> Terrible so he coach Bryce Young with no draft picks or real capital. What horrible idea? Maybe because Adam Thielen's there. Loves a good white wide receiver. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> what a dumpster fire the Panthers are. <laughs> All right. Now that we've discussed David Tepper is the worst, um, let's go to arguably the best matchup on, I think, paper right now. 49ers, Eagles. The line is at three, over under 48 and a half. This is a great game because the varying opinions on both these teams will be answered in this one. For many people, people think that the Eagles do not match their actual record. Uh, which is the best in the NFL, but they're not actually playing like the best team in the NFL. For others, the 49ers, you know, was that three-game hiccup uh, a result of injuries? Are they back on course? We're going to get a lot of answers in this game. How do we feel about this one? It is in Philadelphia. 49ers coming in healthy. Eagles, not as much. They've got a game against Dallas on deck as well. Where are we at with these two teams, and and what do we see from a betting standpoint? This is going to be a good game. I am... um... Very much looking forward to it. I'm glad that it's at least a midday game that I, I'll, I'll be able to watch it. So that's good. I want to sit and watch my terrible team. Um, <laughs> so I'm excited about that. Um, I think this is tough because like the Eagles really haven't, they haven't really failed me much this year when it comes to betting on them. Um, they, I know that somehow my team covered against them, but I didn't bet in those games. Um, so this is one where I do think, I think finally the Niners maybe, maybe get one on the Eagles here. I, I do think that they will go in and win this game. Um, but the Eagles, they are getting three points. I, I, I do like the three there. Um, if that thing were to drop down to two and a half, I might not feel quite as good. Um, so I, I, I'll take the Eagles here. Um, not go money line though. Cause like I said, I do think that this is a time, I just think Niners are rolling. They're very healthy right now. Um, it's just things, things are kind of working well for them right now. So I will go with Niners winning the game, but on the spread, I will take Philly. I kind of like that logic. I'm waiting to see if a hook presents itself either at two and a half or three and a half. So I haven't placed a wager just yet for me. It's just the, the 40, I mean, football games, just like any sporting events about matchups. And I do think that the 49ers matchups just favor them especially at this moment in the season where the Eagles are more banged up, especially defensively. Like I was a proponent of the idea that that kind of three game skid was very much a result of the 49ers have built their operation based off very unique players. Like there isn't really a guy that does what Debo does for the offense that they're trying to run. Um, So when you lose a guy like him, you lose a guy like Trent Williams that even at his age is arguably the best left tackle in football currently the greatest left tackle as far as I'm concerned in the NFL in the history of it. He's out like guys, there's just a lot of injuries and they didn't build. This team is very frontline heavy. There's not a lot of depth behind it. So when you lose those guys and you run unique things, it's a, it's a bit of a challenge. So I, I didn't buy as much into the three game skid there. I think now that they're healthier, they sort of go right back to where they were prior to that. I think more importantly is the defense getting chase young to have a running mate opposite of Bosa. So Bosa isn't getting, 
double teamed every single time there. You have to shift focus to the other side. And then that entire defensive line benefits, even if Chase isn't getting home, he at least presents some threat that you have to scheme for. I think it's also important. They made some personnel changes in the back end. <clears throat> bench some guys in the secondary. I think Ward's probably going to follow AJ. I, I have to assume they're going to have him follow AJ Brown a bit because he's the physical corner. If they don't, then oof, AJ Brown might have himself a day. Cause I don't know if there's a guy in that secondary that can match AJ Brown really at all. <laughs> that is one thing that, you know, would concern me a little bit as a Niner fan is AJ Brown is he's due. Um, he's actually, <laughs> He hasn't really done much the last two games. And I mean, we saw what he did before that. So um, yeah, he is, he is definitely due to go off. I don't know if it's going to happen this game, but it's going to happen soon. Yeah. Like I, I've got to imagine. Yeah. I, I think that's very well put. So, and, and there's not a ton of pass catchers right now for the Eagles. The the injuries are taking effect also on the offensive side of the ball. So yeah, I haven't placed a wager. I think the 49ers win this game, but I'm waiting for a hook. I don't love it at three right now. I'm waiting to see if it goes to two and a half. And if it goes to two and a half, then teaser for the Eagles is, I think a great bet 49ers maybe at two and a half. If it goes to three and a half, then I, I think I don't hate that three on, on the Eagles play Browns Rams lines at three and a half over under 40 good old Browns are going to have a Joe Flacco sighting. Cause PJ Walker, another guy where you're just like, man, good story, but what are we doing folks? <laughs> so in comes, I, we got the nursing home game between Matthew Stafford and Joe Flacco. I can't believe that we're those two quarterbacks are starting against each other in the year 2023 lines at three and a half. What are we, we doing anything here? Yeah. I mean, it's hilarious. Matthew Stafford, Joe Flacco. I mean, I, I don't ever, I don't have, I don't hope this happens, but imagine, you know, Stafford turns an ankle and goes down. We got Carson Wentz going in there. I mean, that would just be just so funny. Um, <laughs> this is, it's a bad game in my opinion. The Browns are like the most boring seven and four team I've ever seen in my life. I I, I still don't really think they're that good. I mean, they have a great defense. Um, you know, they they do have pieces on offense that are nice. I mean, they've they've dealt with some obviously they've had some some poor injury luck this year. Um, this one's tough for me. I don't. I, I do love the hook here for the Browns. Uh, I I think you know the Rams have. They, the Rams either score a lot of points or they just struggle on offense. So this strikes me as a game where they they could struggle on offense. Their defense doesn't exactly terrify me, even if you do have Joe Flacco back there. Um, I, I don't think, you know, Flacco is going to, you know, light the world on fire or anything. But we did he, he did play last year and he had some moments. Um, so I'll take the I'll take the Browns here at three and a half. Although this will probably be a game, you know, I just think there's better games to be betting on than this game. I agree. I'm on the Browns at three and a half as far as a side for giving one out. The defense is just keeping this team on life support. That is such a good defensive unit. I think what gives you hope as a Browns backer is they play the most man out of any defense in the league. And Stafford at his age has started to really show struggles against man. It's just a, a function of old age. He doesn't have the arm strength as much anymore. So he prefers to pick apart kind of those soft zones that you see a few other defenses run across the league. Man, he struggles. You got great a great defensive line against that offensive line. Matthew Stafford, I don't, I'm not Matthew Stafford. Joe Flacco, I can't imagine they're going to ask him to do a whole lot in this game. It's going to be a lot of run the ball, playoff play action, kind of hit the short to intermediary stuff, and then just kind of like time of possession game is what this one feels very much mm-hmm. like. Um, and so the the Brown, it just comes down to having more faith in the Browns defense, which is really really good in matchups very well against this Rams offense, I think, at just the point where, where they're at. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you. Give me Browns three and a half. Chiefs-Packers, lines at six. The Packers are the underdog at home. 
line at 42 and a half. Are we buying that the Chiefs are in Struggle City, or do we still sort of have a bit of maybe Stockholm syndrome in the fact that like they're eventually going to turn on the Jets? Where where are you at, I guess, with the Chiefs? Because there's a lot of opinions around this team right now. I I think you know they're one of the top teams in the AFC, but I mean this year in the NFL, I don't think it really means that much if you're a top team because it's just like I'm not I'm not like. I have no idea who's going to win the Super Bowl. I, I couldn't tell you. I, I literally have no clue. I, I can think of real quickly six teams that might win the Super Bowl. I, I like it's, and I mean, you know, I'm including like Jacksonville, including Detroit, obviously. Yeah, the kids, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, they're a top team, but they can easily be beaten. I mean, they had a scare last. I mean, I know that the scoreboard doesn't show it, but they had a scare last week against Vegas. I mean, so. I don't know. This game's kind of unfortunate. I don't know. Maybe the NFL forgot Aaron Rodgers isn't on the Packers anymore. I don't know why this is a Sunday night game. Maybe the NFL just wants to ensure that Patrick Mahomes has at least one stellar primetime game because he really hasn't had that many so far. Um, so while they are struggling, I, I'm, I know the Packers had a big win, a surprising win last week. I'm still, I still don't think they're a very good team. I will take the Chiefs, but I, I ooh, don't I really want to take the Chiefs at six. I am, but I don't feel good about it. <laughs> yeah, the the Chiefs very much needed that second half performance against the Raiders because entering that game, they had the fewest points scored in the second half in the NFL. They were averaging 5.3 points in the second half of games. Cool. I This is the part that makes me concerned because my brain normally is like, all right, we're getting to that point of the season. They're going to turn it on. But for this offense not to be able to make adjustments and start scoring points in the second half, that's very unlike Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And it's a sign of, you know, a team that has unfortunately had to deal with what most teams do when they start to get good. That's cap health, guys leaving. There's not a true number one wide wide receiver. I know Travis Kelsey is considered that, but he's a tight end. So, like, a true blue guy that can stretch the field. Rice has come out very nicely, though, I think. I think that's a guy that they, we're going to continue to see get more chances. And if he can hold up his end of the bargain. Maybe that's the spark the Chiefs offense needs to kind of get back to what we know them to be. Um, I'm a little terrified to bet the Packers, but Jordan Love has played sneakily better. I just, that feels like you're trying to catch a knife because it's like, yes, he's been playing good, but at what point does he regress at any point? Like I'm still a little skittish to back him, but he has the last couple games played better. I just, yeah. This is a Chiefs defense, though, that's really good on the back end. Like, I have a lot of faith in this Chiefs defense. So I've considered putting the Packers in a teaser leg, tease them up to the 12. I, I really wish they were this number is going to move a little bit more. I don't know if that's really going to happen. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know. I haven't made a pick on this game because I have a hard time betting the Chiefs at six on the road. Yeah. yeah. In Green Bay. <laughs> mm -hmm. That just speaks to how bad that situation could be getting. Not like bad in the fact that like they're a bad football team, but we're, we're nitpicking a, a good football team. I don't know. The Packers just, they've got, they're also so injured. So let's see the injury report. I think if the injury report looks really clean, the Packers become more of an option. But man, that, that six scares me. Yeah. Bengals Jacksonville ending a rough week. Nine is the spread over under 30 and a half, 38 and a half. I mean, this is just, this is just like, this is a bummer. Obviously. What are we doing on Monday night? <laughs> I, it, it, if Joe was playing, I love it. 
So yeah. I actually, like I do, I like the NFL scheduling this game. Um, it's just very unfortunate. Um, because if Burrow is playing, I actually I, I love this game because I've always been I overrate Jacksonville a little bit. I, I really like Jacksonville. I mean, they've won seven out of their last eight. Like they're they are rolling. I mean, they're they're hotter than the Broncos, in my opinion. They are on fire. I mean, that that San Fran game kind of turned me off a little bit, but yeah, I I actually really do like this Jacks team. I don't like I feel like until recently, this last game, as I've said, Trevor Lawrence maybe forces the ball a little bit to Christian Kirk too much. He doesn't use all those weapons because he's got so many weapons. Um, you know, we, we saw really get more involved last week, which is good to see. Um, but yeah, this, this, this is just, it's a bummer because it could be such a good game. Um, could have been an awesome game really. Yeah. yeah could have been a, an awesome game. I did already see, I think week 15, the NFL has flexed a Monday night game, which oh. you know, like, yeah, I, I, I don't have the details in my head anymore. They have left my brain, but I know that they had flexed a Monday night game. So I'm glad that they are, they're doing this. Uh, that won't be until week 15 now, but I, I, I got to go Jacksonville here because the Bengals, they, they didn't look good without Joe. <laughs> they look- no, that box score is a little bit deceiving. That game was not close on the field. If you watch that, not close. <laughs> the box score gives you an opinion that that game was a little closer than it was. <laughs> no, that, that game sucked. Uh, they looked awful. And like I said, Jacksonville right now, you you throw out that San Francisco game, and this team has been rolling. So I I'm, I'll go with the Jags. Yeah, Jacksonville. It's a fair one to just be like I I, I don't even know if it's necessarily overrating. They do a doozy on the brain because you look at the roster and you look at the coaching staff. And you go, hmm, that should work. But then you have games where they have to punch up a bit, like the 49ers, and you go, hmm, this does not work. But that is why you have to be better than just the week-to-week metrics. You can't just completely overreact. This is how most years, not this year, the public gets taken to the wood chipper from a betting perspective because they bet emotionally week-to-week. And I'm with you. Like This is a team that got, they got beat up in that 49ers game. And then they came back, and they played a, a good game against the Titans, a good game against a hard Texans team. Like they're, I, The pieces work. It's just what week to week does it look like as good as it should? They're that weird team that they're like trying to fight to break through to that next level. And they just right. they're punching a lot of air right now at times when they try to punch up, but they're punching down here. And there's, there is nothing at any point. I know, you know, people will go, well, Jake Brown was highly regarded in college. Yeah. Did you watch the games? Because I'm telling you right now, I did. I watched the Pac-12. It's my, it's, if you listen to the college football podcast, you know, I know the Pac-12 well. He was very overrated in college. He came to the NFL. He's been exactly what I thought. Like, there is not a threat here from Jake Browning. (laughs) And so I just, I'm with you. I I hate swallowing the pill at nine, but I just, I don't see a lot of paths to success for the Bengals, unfortunately, which to Bengals fans, just take it as I'm taking the bucks. You're improving your draft stock. That's all. You're, You're getting a higher draft pick, which is not bad given the amount of money you're about to have to duel out across the board. You already gave Joe his contract. You're going to have to give Chase his contract. Like there are guys you're going to have to start paying out. So getting a year while it sucks because windows are super small in the NFL, getting a year to get a better draft pick, not the worst situation. Not the worst situation. My team is one pick away from Marvin Harrison Jr. (laughs) This is what we're talking about. Keep losing. Just lose. Who cares? The real problem the real problem for here is uh, everybody is now coming key to the fact that I have been hammering home for the last couple of years that Zach Taylor 
is not a good play caller. <laughs> like he's a great locker room guy. He's he's turned around the mindset of the or he's been a key cog in turning around the mindset of that organization. But when it comes to pulling up game scripts, Joe Burrow has covered for him so much and Jamar Chase and the talent. People are starting to realize that, like, oh, this thing is not pretty if you don't have a guy that can cover for what is subpar play calling most of the time. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we'll see it, but uh, he might need to swallow his pride and find a play caller. Nothing wrong with that. I have a hard time. I'm with you that he needs to do that, but as a young coach who's had some success, those egos, they really get the best of you sometimes in this league. (laughs) They sure do. And, you know, sometimes your ego will get yourself fired. Yep. He's got to be careful here. I mean, I don't think they'll fire him because it's the Bengals. They like stability. Very similar to Pittsburgh. I don't know what it is about the AFC North. All those teams like stability for the most part. Like it's very, well, maybe not the Browns, I guess, but <laughs> it, it's been, yeah, it, it is a strange division. It's like, they all like kind of get together and like, Hey, we're going to be, we're going to look like the division that's got, you know, got their shit together. And we're also going to be incredibly boring as well. <laughs> so very true. Very so true. Boring. Until, until Joe and Jamar came along, I was like, this division is so boring. <laughs> So, so boring. The quarterback play through the years. Defense is electric, but, oh, man, <laughs> offensively. You, you like 13-10 games, throw on an AFC North game. Are you a fan of the Big Ten West? Well, then I got an NFL division for you. <laughs> exactly. That is what we got here. Oh, God bless the Big Ten West. RIP to that division, given they're giving, they're getting rid of divisions in college. Well, in that yeah. conference. Um, all right. That's all I got for this one. Tough board, weird board. Uh, any final thoughts, things to wrap this bad boy up? Um, no, nothing. I love all those dolphins wagers I gave out. I mean, they are just going to annihilate the commanders. Trust me. Uh, I mean, this is also game one where Ron Rivera is calling the defense. Mike McDaniels versus Ron Rivera. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's just, <laughs> that's just, that is comical. Um, so I like that. I feel pretty good about the Colts too. Minus one. I like that one, Tim. I'm with you. I like the Colts. I I took the Dolphins. Um, I, I I'll probably tweet out a couple more. There's a couple, like I said, throughout the pod. I'm waiting to see what the public does and if the number moves a little. We flash, you know, a hook in the 49ers game. I like the rushing props in the Texans game. I just I think yep. they're a smart enough coaching staff that yes, they may try to be aggressive early, but eventually they're gonna be like, wow, we're ripping off four to five yards every single time we run the ball. Let's maybe just run the ball. So <laughs> that's that's where I'm at with that one. Uh, We will be back next week as always. Peace.